Yeah, I kind of wanted to go on forever, honestly. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Replayer Podcast. Um, that's right, the Replayer Podcast. You heard me correctly. Um, I think we're gonna keep the name. What do you think, Dan? Will we just keep the name? Fuck it. Caution yeah, the wind. I mean, it, yeah, it's easy. We're lazy. We're gonna keep the Replayer we're Podcast. Keep the re- <laughs> yeah. No. In all seriousness, we did discuss this, and we had um, some other ideas about names. If you guys still have ideas, feel free to like send them in. Um, but ultimately, I think we're going to keep the Replayer podcast, and we all know that Replayer um, is going to be something that's close to our hearts forever because we all were big fans of Retro Replay, which is now transforming into Couch Soup. Mm-hmm. So that part of us will never die. But also, we like to replay a lot of stuff, and that's hitting replay yeah. on anything from videos, movies, um, YouTube, Netflix binges, and games. Of course, games, um, especially games that we've <laughs> played before, or games that you're re- replaying, or games that, or videos or films that you're rewatching after a very long time. So that's kinda why we're gonna keep the name. So I uh, hope that that's okay with you. And if not, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to double down on like the idea of what makes a replayer a replayer isn't necessarily retro replay, but the fact that, you know, what brought us together and the fact that we just love games. And I can't tell you how many times I've replayed the same game more than playing new games anyway. So yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it's like that meme. You know that meme where it's like the, the, the uh, girlfriend and the boyfriend walking past like a mm. fine lady and he just looks yep. fast. And the girlfriend is like the new games that are coming out. And like, yeah, but and me replaying Resident Evil 4 for the millionth time. Yes, yeah. I am that man in yeah. that meme. <laughs> that meme is so relatable because anytime a new game comes out, I'm like, oh, cool, new game. And I play it for like two hours and then I go back to Uncharted. <laughs> like, what's yeah. wrong with me? Um, Literally. That, yeah, that, that, that's, that's a bummer. But hey, that's a good point, though. That is totally what makes us replayers. You said it better than I could. So basically what Dan said. Yes. Cool um yeah <laughs> let's get into the topic of this week's episode this um this this time i guess we're going to discuss kana bridge of spirits kana. by ember lab mm, we're a little behind here yeah a little behind a little behind but, but it, that's because we were working things out <laughs> i was gonna say we're working things out but also gives us time to like play the game enough to formulate an opinion on it like mm-hmm. not just like give you first impressions but give you you know a rundown of like three to six to full completion like hours um three to six to ten hours i think it's a 10 hour game right down this is relatively roughly i say the yeah. average person is probably about a 10 hour game give or take okay okay um i'm definitely about four to six hours in i can't give you the exact time i have no yeah. idea but i've spent a, a good chunk of time in this i'm definitely 50 percent of the way through um i would like to know if kana bridge of spirits is a hit or miss for Amberla. a hit or miss a hit or miss um mm. now i mean look if, if we go like critically speaking it would be a hit um it's currently rated 80 on metacritic there is a lot of fan favorites in here. Of course, the Rosh are so fucking cute. Oh my god! Oh ha! So cute. Um, but I think like let's let's get into it. Let's get into nitty gritty. What we like, what we dislike about it, and maybe we can formulate some other opinion. Or if you have an opinion on this game and you think it's a hit or miss, let us know in the comments. See if we can change our mind. Um, yeah. So actually, I I did I did see this one review. On Metacritic, so there's quite there's quite a lot there, right? Gamer.no, hundred, Game Skinny, ninety, IGN, eighty. This is all the Metacritic scores um, that they have rated on this. There is one here though that is from VGC, 
and I thought this was interesting. It said that uh, Canine Bridges Paris is a completely inoffensive game, if somewhat bland adventure that will mildly, sorry, that will mildly entertain for the duration of its runtime, but won't live long in the memory. Mm. I'm gonna be honest; that's not untrue. Yeah, I can say that. I like um, that it it does a lot of things well, and it does a lot of things not so well. Um, mm-hmm. And it does have a lot of character, but I can see where they're coming from when it comes to saying, like, it won't last long in memory. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're – let's start with uh, – I did write a review for this game for the Retro Replay website. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just to give everyone the heads up, I, I gave it, like, an 8. If you had to give it out of 10, I gave it about an 8 as well. Most critics have given it about the same. I think it's a pretty fun game. I thoroughly enjoyed my time with it. It took me about 10 hours or so to beat the main campaign. And then I spent a few more hours collecting everything, getting all the little bells and whistles and secrets. And then I started playing the game on the harder difficulty, mm-hmm. which you might think is a little crazy. Because <laughs> it's kind of a hard game to start uh, with. <laughs> yeah. I do um, definitely anyway. So, But we can get into that. <laughs> yeah, we will definitely get into that. Because uh, I'm that. actually really interested in knowing how you feel about Kana so far in your time with the game. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you asking right now? <laughs> no. I thought you were going to go on your, your uh, tangent first. But, um, y- yeah, okay. So, I'll start with when I started the game, there were some glitches. Some, mm-hmm. some like, severe frame rate drops that totally kind of threw me out of the, Interesting. The, the game a little bit. And I was like, oh, this is... Like I wish this didn't happen. Now, when it when I played it, I played it like the day or the day after it came out. So that was fairly new. PlayStation Five. Okay. And I was. I think it's only. Oh no, it is. It's available for PlayStation Four. So I was playing on PlayStation Five. Right, and I had uh, played it just as it came out. So there was a lot of glitches. There was a lot of frame rate drops. Um, For example, like when you see that Kana is doing this slide thing. I couldn't jump. Like there was, there was no option to yes. jump or anything like that when I started <laughs> playing it. Um, that was re- like all of these glitches and stuff were quickly fixed with an update that came shortly after that. Like I'd say a couple of days later, it was a quick update, and then it did fix some of these issues, so it was fine. But there was definitely times like I would come across a treasure box and I couldn't open it, um, mm. and then I'd have to like restart the game or like restart from my checkpoint to actually go and open that box again, that kind of stuff felt a little clumsy, a little frustrating for me because I'm like, damn, like these are relatively simple, um, I guess, game mechanics. Not not in the way that it's like, it's simple to make. What I just mean like is like the treasure box I was trying action. to open. Yeah, the treasure box I was trying to open wasn't in an obscure path or anything like that. It was literally like in front of you on the game kind of thing. I was like, oh, it's sucky that that's glitching on me like right now because this isn't something that i could have just avoided or could have stumbled upon like this is in my path of where i need to go as Kana. um mm. so that kind of stuff did did feel a little like oh, i i hate i hate saying stuff like that i hate saying like it's clumsy or anything like that with the game developer because i totally understand how much pressure they're all under and how hard it is to make a video game i just want to clarify this for anybody who's going to come for me in the comments but it's disappointing, right? Like, you're going to spend however much money it cost me, like, 40-something euro to play this game. And um, it was glitching. And it was glitching straight at the beginning with the two, with the the kids or something. I, I think they're twins or brother and sister. Um, the cutscenes were glitching. The frame rates were dropping. And I was just a bit disappointed 
in that at first. Hmm. Um, so, so straight off the bat, I was like, oh man, like I just wanted a cool, smooth game. And after that update, I will say that it was much smoother. It is a gorgeous game and I really do enjoy playing it. There's definitely aspects of it though that I think like either could be done better or could, there could be more there. All right, well, I'm interested in now hearing that because I didn't have nearly as many issues with you day one with the game. Oh, interesting. Because I played it from the day it released on PlayStation mm -hmm. 5 as well, mm -hmm. and I didn't experience any of those glitches that you're talking about with, like, cutscenes. Oh, okay. I did notice the jumping issue, like, when you're going down the sliding areas. Um, I couldn't get yeah. Kana to jump, except for when I held down the aim button. She would jump if you hold aim first. Oh, dang. It, I don't know why it did. And then I noticed after the update, they fixed it so that she jumps more consistently during okay. slides. But even with that, though, I feel like it was a uh, design choice by the development team to make Kana more realistic, I guess, and not so much of a video game character because Kana can't jump in water. Kana can't sprint in water like a real person. Yeah. She can't just jump out of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting uh like it makes sense that okay yeah a real person can't jump out of water but at the same time there's plenty of points where i had to swim and i'm like oh this is the most grueling part of the game because it's mm -hmm. so slow and you can't jump and you can't sprint you got to swim really slowly from one area to the next mm -hmm. but other than that i had a really good experience for the most part with the game I had some audio issues on my end where oh, okay. the cutscenes, all the audio sounded really muffled. So oh. I actually turned down some of the in-game music because I had trouble hearing some of the dialogue because it would sound like somebody was talking through like a, a foam container or something. Interesting. And I've heard other people didn't have that issue. I did not have that issue. <laughs> Which is funny. Yeah. Uh, but I also want to, you know, tell on that with Ember Lab, the studio that made this game is not a game development studio. This is their first video game for a console that they've ever made. They were an animation studio. Mm -hmm. And I think they did a really good job mm -hmm. with this for a first game for a studio that's never made a video game before. Yeah, it's got some faults. It's got some problems. But, you know, they're probably working this stuff out. They're figuring it out as they go, you mm -hmm. know. And I imagine any studio is going to go through that and... I just want to point out that the game is beautiful. Like they, that's the one thing yes. they definitely nailed <laughs> as an animation studio. They they nailed that they're we're, they're going to make the game look like their animation. Yeah, for and sure. This looks like a Pixar film. Great. Yeah. yeah. And I love that notion too because I remember the first time uh, Ratchet and Clank came out on the PS2, and they were like, oh, "It looks like a Pixar movie. You can play a Pixar movie." <laughs> and now we're still basically saying the same thing when a game nails you yeah. know animated characters just right and makes it mm -hmm. look well mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah uh, for sure i was gonna say like i i i don't disagree that it's beautiful i think it is absolutely stunning i would mm -hmm. agree that some some of the points feel awful slow because you have to swim um mm -hmm. and you can't really sprint swim it's just a swim at one speed and that, that can kind of get frustrating. However, I do think that there's um, something to be said for that. It was this part right here when you, like, slide down slide. and stuff. Yeah, and I couldn't jump. It was really annoying. Um, uh, yeah, I sorry. think that's so, me actively trying to jump right there. <laughs> yeah, right? It's so it's so frustrating. Um, but what I was going to say is regarding the pacing of the game with, like, the traversal and stuff. Because you do get mm -hmm. a, sprint, uh, a sprint button to, like, uh, cross the areas that you want to cross. I feel like it's almost intentional, though, that she may be swimming at the one speed. 
maybe not. Like, I do think they could have added a sprint swim that could have get you, got you there faster, and maybe the, they do, and I just haven't come across it in the game yet. Um, but I, I, sorry, my point regarding it being almost intentional is because, you know, they have those meditation areas, which I mm -hmm. think is just genius. I think it's a beautiful addition to the game. Um, where you can go in and you meditate and then that will lengthen your health. You'll find these little areas. It's not really a spoiler. It's just a thing that you happen to come across. Yeah. And you can choose to just stay in that meditation and it will show you all of these beautiful environments and Cana mm -hmm. and the rot and everybody just sort of like everything just calms down. And it's gorgeous. Like it's so nice. I think that's a really nice touch to the game and that really does add to the pacing. Um, of what you were saying regarding the sprinting. I do think her sprint looks a little janky, but I am pretty much think I'm the only person who thinks that because I was talking to Adam, Adam's like, the sprint looks great. What are you talking about? I was like, I don't know. It's just the way her arms move or something. Like, it just feels weird. Uh, I will say me. that I noticed an issue with the animation of the sprint. Okay. So I don't know about the sprint being janky, but I did actually, yeah, I'm uh, in my review, I even mentioned Sorry. that the, the, animation when she's running almost seems to like hiccup and like she'll stutter and then it oh. doesn't affect the gameplay but it it throws me off like i'm like wait did she just stop running but she doesn't it just it's the animation kind of glitches oh. and it happened to me constantly throughout the game whenever i was running she would kind of like her animation would skip almost mm -hmm. and it would look like she was stopping even though she wasn't no, that's interesting. That hasn't happened for me. Like, my, the animation just looks weird for me. It's the way her arms move. It's almost like ragdoll oh, physics or something. Visual. I don't know. Yeah, mm. it 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 just feels odd. Like, I, I love that she can sprint and get across the areas as much as possible. But that animation just felt weird to me. Mm. On that note, though, the double jump animation is just perfect. I love that double jump animation. It's so cute. Yeah, I love it. I think it's... Uh, really swift, real neat little uh, feature for for Kana for sure. I I enjoyed that part of the animation and the swimming as well. Swimming's great. It and reminds the me of the little you, twirl that Ori gets when you, in Ori in the Blind yes. Forest or Ori in the Will and the Wisp. I love the double jump animation in Ori. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's definitely familiarity about this game. Like there's like mm. parts of Uncharted. I feel like um, with the ledges and stuff. And then there's definitely I can see bits of Zelda in there. And I haven't really even played Zelda, so I like I already see that. I see all of that inspiration but of course uh ember lab are massive fans of zelda or um yeah, nintendo because they made the majora's mask um what's it what was it called Ta uh terrible uh, fate is terrible the fate, name of the it. the short film they made yeah about majora's mask which was incredible by the way like yeah. the animation on that is just perfect um mm -hmm. as as their first games console that's a big leap, I think, from an animation studio uh, to go into to a games console development because I'm sure, like, you know, there's a lot to learn there. And I feel like this game is definitely a learning curve for them. Oh, for sure. And I'm, I'm curious, like, if we ever had the option to talk to anyone from Ember Lab, I'd love to do a deep dive with them and discuss what may led them to that decision to get into game design as well as, yeah. you know, their creative choices in making Kana... Mm -hmm. How they went from, you know, an animation studio that made commercials and advertisements, and then they did this fan film of uh, Majora's Mask, and then decided mm -hmm. to make a very Zelda-like video game. I would love to know the story behind that. Yeah, for sure. I think like I, it's it's really interesting, and you can definitely see that they have a passion for it. Like, like you said, the game is beautiful. Um, 
I, I really do enjoy playing it. I just do think that there are parts that could have been done better. What do you feel about the uh, like combat in the the battle mechanics and how that works. I like it. I think it's very, uh, very familiar in a God of War sense, like R1 for light strike, R2 for heavy strike. Mm. I really enjoy that kind of stuff. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't really have too much to say on it. I really do like the fighting mechanics. I will say the difficulty, I had to drop difficulty. I started on normal because I usually start on normal and I'll drop down if it's too hard. And this mm -hmm. is definitely too hard. I mean, I died so many times on that first kind of like wooden knight battle. Um, and I think the the hardest part for me is that like when I when I get into those zones I get panicky and I can't aim properly like I aim mm. but like maybe not as specific and with those kind of wooden knights like you'll see weak points show up and a lot of them are on the back of the, yeah. the character and that frustrated me you know like I mean like that, that can it's hard to get behind that character to shoot at them while also in a state of panic. <laughs> so I had to drop down to easy and Fair. that's still challenging at times. I have to say, um, see now they, I think that's a specific game design too, because as you level yeah. up Kana and you get new abilities, you actually get the ability to not only can you stun those wood knights, you can also do like the slowdown time. Um, and you can do oh, other things to make funny. it so you can hit those weak points easier. Okay, so it goes from like, this guy is murdering me to, ah, oh, these guys are easy now because I can stun him, I can slow down time, I can uh, hit those weak points. And that's actually something I was going to say on the combat for myself was, in the beginning I thought, well, this combat's kind of clunky, it's kind of slow, it's kind of boring. But as I started unlocking new abilities, as I started upgrading my skills, and you start interweaving the melee combat, the arrow combat, the special abilities with the rot, then I'm like, I feel like a badass because I am destroying these things and I'm pulling off all these different moves and skills that I didn't have in the beginning. Yeah. And I'm doing them all like in this super smooth like combination of like, I'm going to throw a bomb and then I'm going to stun that guy and then I'm going to shoot this thing with my bow and then I'm going to explode this and I'm going to grab that and I would do it all in these quick smooth movements where I'm just like, okay, that was awesome. Like mm -hmm. I feel awesome after that. Yeah. And then, but yeah, the combat's hard for sure. There's parts where you're fighting these little dudes that are easy to kill, but then you'll fight something like the wood knight that will wreck you in like two hits. And you're just like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Or the stone knights. And then they, they also mm. have like little minions on top of that. And it's a lot to deal with. And I think like, um, especially in those combat areas, you usually only get one herb that will mm -hmm. rejuvenate your health. Um, that's difficult. Like knowing how to time that right is just difficult. And I think with with normal difficulty as well, you get less of those like bravery points, I guess, to start your rod gotcha. off. So with on, on the easy level, I don't know if you have played on easy. On easy, you basically have almost like a full meter of bravery for your rod. So they're pretty much ready to go at any battle scene. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas in normal, you have to build that up and that, that was kind of hard. Um, oh gosh. Um, I will say that like, I mean, other than the combat being slightly difficult on the higher difficulty i do think that easy uh, on the easy difficulty it's not as hard still a little bit challenging but i appreciate that the the um the puzzles and everything mm -hmm. are, are still pretty great like they're still challenging enough i don't think they're super easy um there's definitely one or two there that you're kind of like how am i supposed to do this <laughs> and it's not only until you're like this can't be it is this and then it works. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, I think there's a, a, a small puzzle at the very mm. beginning of the game with like candles and stuff. And I'm like, how, how would I have ever known that? Like, I just, 
I don't know how I figured it out, but I was like, that that took me forever to figure. And it was just a um, like one of those shrines or something in the very beginning mm-hmm. of the forest, uh, like a shrine that you have to unlock or something. And I, I, I really enjoyed I... that level because the puzzles are the same difficulty, obviously, no matter what. But I can yeah. enjoy a less challenging combat difficulty on this game, and I appreciate that. Have you done any of the boss fights? Um, yes. Because you have to do I it for Taro. He's the first official the first boss, one. I believe, yeah. Yeah, so I've definitely done that one. I'm on my way to yeah. the second. Yeah, the boss um, fights can get excruciatingly difficult, especially yes. the second boss. Um, and I will say that, that <laughs> oh, I struggled with some of those boss fights. And mm. um, I can say at least this, that even though they're hard... It was to the point where I would learn what I needed to do, and I think that's something that Kana does well in its game design. Is it mm-hmm. makes it's kind of old school in that sense because it makes you have to figure out what you need to do to beat the boss. It's not just hard to be hard. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between hard to be hard and actual like you have to figure out what you need to do in order to overcome this boss. Mm-hmm. And it can be frustrating. <laughs> you have to have some patience. Uh, but uh, most of the boss fights, it's like, oh, okay, if I do this, then this happens, or this is the sweet spot right there. Um, mm-hmm. Like, not to get super spoilerly, but there's one of the bosses where they go into this mode where they start throwing a bunch of attacks at you, and it their face will light up. And I realized after a few attempts that if you shoot them just then when their face lights up, it stuns them, and you can run in and start wailing on them. So oh, it becomes nice. this oh, right now they're going to do that attack. I got to get ready. And then I would charge up the bow. And then as soon as their face lights up, I would go into the slowdown mode and hit them right in the face nice. and stun them. And I'm like, this is the sweet spot right there to get through this fight. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so it's kind of cool. Like they really do give you enough of a challenge for you to work it out yourself. And like some of the, like you say, like some of those old school bosses like Metroid and Crash yeah. Bandicoot and stuff like that as well, mm-hmm. like where you're just trying to figure out how to, de- what's the pattern to defeat this boss. Mm-hmm. Um, in that way, though, as well, I do think that their um, their game design of like where you're supposed to go is done really well as well. I think there's enough to explore here, but you definitely know the right way to go some of the time. Um, it's very clear to me um, playing it that I'm like, okay, I need to go this way, but I want to go check out this area and see what's over mm. here and like explore here. So I kind of know which area I'm always going to. But the map mm. is pretty useful. I think the map is 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 very help uh, helpful. And there are definitely some areas that are a bit tricky to get into. Like you have to sort of figure out how to get in and how the rot will help you move stuff out of the way to get in there. I love mm-hmm. all that. I think that's really, really good. Um, parts where I think the game could improve. Um, I, I like this bit, obviously, like where you're lever- leveling up techniques and stuff like for the rot and for yourself. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Could be better. Uh, could definitely be more options there. I think that's quite limited. Also collecting all of the gems and i mean the karma is what that's for really the karma is for like those leveling up techniques those kind of um changing your techniques for your bow or your rot great cool love it the shards like the crystal shards the only thing you can spend on the crystal shards uh sorry the crystal shards you can spend with is uh is the hats for the Mm -hmm. rot which is adorable don't get me wrong like fucking cute but i would love something else i would love Mm. like armor or um a different costume for kana some or new cosmetics for kana maybe something yeah something else i think like the hat stand is an adorable little feature um but i would i would love something more i would love something more with like 
good context and like mm. good well, use, I guess. Maybe when Ember Lab gets an attempt to make a full fledged like sixty dollar triple A version of Kena, if they do sure. like a sequel, you know, then they can flesh out those mechanics and those details to say we'll give you more to do yeah. with these shards other than just buying little hats for your rod. I know. <laughs> um, and honestly, I think maybe I'm just spoiled for playing AAA games and having mm. those kind of features easily accessible to me. And like, you know. It very um, much reminds me of the defensive I've taken for other games that are um, kind of middle tier games. Like yeah, Hellblade. Yeah. Hellblade is a middle tier game that people will give it like really harsh criticism and be like, oh, it doesn't have this. It doesn't have this. It doesn't have that. Like, yeah, but it's not a full-fledged $60 triple-A yeah. game. Okay, that's it's, fair. It, like, uh, Kena was a $40 game. Even yeah. Hellblade, when it came out, was only $30. But it has mm -hmm. top-tier visuals, and I think that's yes. what throws people off. They have these high expectations because sure. of what they're used to when it comes to, like, a God of War or an Uncharted. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I think you're, like, totally right. I think maybe I'm just being a little bit harsher on uh, Kena because Could of be. that fact, because I've been playing, like, AAA games, and I'm a big fan. So, and I was really looking forward to this game, and I still enjoy it. I don't want to, like shit all over and be like no i'm never <laughs> playing this game again i enjoy playing this game it's a gorgeous game and it's very uh cathartic in a way to actually play this i think it's a, a lovely journey i just mm. do think that those that those small things could be improved um the interaction with the rot as well like when you can kind of sit down and talk to them and stuff i really wish that was done better um mm. i think i've only used it maybe once cute. or twice <laughs> it's cute in a way but like n not in a great way if I'm honest, because I can't really see it. You're too far out. You're mm. too zoomed out. Even when you zoom in as much as you can, you can't really, you know, like it's not photo mode where you can zoom straight up into the rot's face and see him like kiss you or sneeze <laughs> or dance or whatever it is. It's just, I kind of wish more there was like a better animation like a, a fixed camera, like it would come in tight on Kana during those Absolutely, portions. yeah. I think it should. I think it should. Like, I think even if we had ability to manipulate can camera angle slightly, but like not kind of like where it is, if that makes mm. sense. So you can turn or you can rotate the camera, but it would still be fixed, like quite zoomed in. I would love, I would have loved that. I think maybe it being so far zoomed out kind of loses the effect a little bit. Mm. Um, and then some of the, some of the actions are repeated with the other rot and some of them are just the rot that's on your shoulder. Um, yeah, I, I kind of wish that was done better because they're so fucking cute. I just want to see them all the time. I just want to see them hug Kana and give her a kiss on the cheek. It's so fucking cute. So I want to see that close up, Ember Lab. So again, in the for the <laughs> sequel of Kana, that's yeah. where they need to put in the rot mini game that you can just spend like the whole game doing like Pokemon kind of hey, interactions. Hey, listen, <laughs> let's go Eevee and let's go Pikachu. It's so adorable because when you interact with them, like you get to like scratch your little head and like give them a mm. treat. It's it's adorable. I just would like a little bit more of a close-up on them. I think it just loses the effect a little bit. Yeah. Well, for me as a player, like I, <laughs> the rot are an interesting portion of the game. And the rot made more sense to me further in the game. The, like towards okay. the end, I'm like, oh, okay. Knowing what the rot are changed my perspective of them. Because in the beginning, okay. I'm just like, these things are just cute to be cute. But they actually play a pretty important role in the overall story of the game. Mm -hmm. And... In the beginning for me, it was like, oh, you can sit down with them. You can interact with them. You can do these cute little animations. I went through the animations. So, okay, cool. Never did them again. Yeah. Never went back to it. Like, I just, I'm like, I like the adventure. I like the, the platforming. I like the combat. I'm, this is what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. The rot are my little buddies. They're my army. They help me fight. That's what the rot mean to me. They're the, the, 
things that help me in combat. They're the things that make me stronger and better. Doing mm-hmm. those cute interactions, the little hats, cool. I found I could get fox hats. I'm like, yes, I love foxes. Bang, give everyone adorable, of my rock yeah. fox hats. <laughs> like a little fox hat army. Yeah. I do think that, the, like, I think there was, like, once where you can get, like, Taro's mask and stuff and you put it on them. Yeah. Super creepy. Don't recommend. I feel like <laughs> it just makes them look kind of strange. I'm like, oh, my God. It looks like, yeah. you know, a Freddy or Jason mask or something like that. Like a Jason mask that's on top of them. It just looked kind of weird. The full face mask on the rot. Whereas the there are, hats there are, are a so handful adorable. of the full face ones. You can only get one of okay. each of those, I believe. Yes, that's right. Only one. Yeah. yeah. But that everything um, else you can just get as many as you want. <laughs> yeah. And I think like the bow is so adorable. The little like clover is so mm. fucking cute. I love that kind of stuff. And the, like the mushroom head is great. The fox head is fantastic. Um, I like all that. I think that's really cute feature. And they are just so cute. I want a little mini f- like figure of the Rot. I do. I think they're cute and adorable. And I think I can add them to my collection of Pokemon. So, uh, even cute though it's things not on your Pokemon. shelf. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. It's just, it would fit it's right cute. in with the rest of your Pokemon. You wouldn't be able to tell it wasn't a Pokemon. Right? You just wouldn't be able to. It just looks like yeah. a Pokemon. It's, it's adorable. Um, and the, uh, the, po- the Rot do evolve throughout the game. They get bigger and they turn into bigger versions. I mean, yeah, their, when their core form is consistent. But the further okay. you get in the game, when you get like the, the, the special ability, they turn into like the full version of themselves. Ah, yes, yeah. Like, uh, like when they're they running around, like when you go to kind of like where um, this plant is and you, you get them in like almost like a dragon form so that they can mm-hmm. go ahead and um, basically fertilize plants and stuff, which is gorgeous. I love that feature, like where there's all like this kind of um, land that's been planted with seed, but they haven't grown yet. And if you put the mm. raw over them, like they, they just pop up. I love that. I think that's a lovely feature because it really does demonstrate what the power of the rot is and how it is supposed to help with decomposition and um uh refertilization and rebirth and growth and stuff i love that i think that's really cute that for me at the very beginning of the game when i started playing it was the most glitchy glitchy of it all really the frame rates dropped so hard whenever Mm. i went into full form and i was like this is all near unplayable uh, ah, for me, because it would just drop so badly that it would glitch out uh, Kana and the Rot, and then I couldn't mm-hmm. get to where I needed to go in time for them to like transform back. You know? Um, yeah, I can see how that could put like fixed, a damper so on your good. experience. So, luckily for anyone who's yeah. going to play this game, they have since updated that and fixed those right. glitches. Exactly, it's no longer an issue. Um, yeah. But that did dampen my experience just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Overall, though, I do. I, I think so is Kana a hit or miss for you? I know you haven't that finished it yet. That is a good yet. question. <laughs> no, that is a good question. Would I give it an 8 out of 10? That's to be decided. I think like mm. 80 on Metacritic for me right now is a little high, but because I'm only like whatever, four hours in, mm-hmm. and I had those kind of dampening experiences early on in the game. This is the candle section I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but... I think ultimately it's a hit. I can't say that it's not a not a hit. I don't think it's a miss because it's not not worth forty dollars. If you know what I mean, like it is yeah. totally worth the forty dollars um, for this game. Ember Lab did a great job on their first venture of um, of a console game. It's fucking adorable. It's beautiful. I love the meditation areas. The I think music is so beautiful. Great. Oh my god, the music's stunning. Music is um, so good. Yeah, I just think that, like, there's definitely improvement here. And maybe that's why critics are giving it an 8 out of 10, because those two points mm-hmm. are, like, for your improvement. Um, I feel like my ultimate score would probably be to be decided on how the story goes. I'm enjoying it so far. I did totally cry at Taro's, like, little 
resolvement. Mm-hmm. Um, ugh. Yeah, yeah, I did. Not I, to get too got, spoilerly, but I know what yeah, you mean. Yeah, not not to be too spoilery or anything, but it did like yeah. it just did bring a tear to my eye, and there's some some tear jerking moments in this that I really enjoy. So as of now, you're saying you're more on like a tentative for now, kind of like more in the seven range. Yeah, I'm definitely in a seven range. I don't think okay. eight would be like uh, yeah, I think seven, seven and a half maybe, but yeah. I don't Knowing think Knowing you, because I know for you, you're really big on games with good story. Like you're all about story-based games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I can say that the story in this game is good, but it's thin, and it it doesn't do a lot there. And like the biggest struggle I had with story, without spoiling it, is it doesn't give you enough at, after everything is over. So it's, uh, it leaves it wide open for like I another see. game, yes. um, which I'm sure they did on purpose, but it makes it feel like an incomplete package almost. Mm-hmm. For me, though, I really enjoy good gameplay. Good gameplay, good mechanics. And sure. that's where Kana really hit a chord with me. So to me, it's an eight okay. because I enjoy the gameplay and I'm not as concerned with the story, mm-hmm. although I wish it had done more. Yeah. Like, I'll bring it back to the Metacritic um, reviews. I know that there was some, somebody there that said uh, it was Xbox Kid 346. Mm. It was just a user review, it wasn't a critic review. And they said, uh, graphics to the music, this game is an absolute masterpiece. I don't, I don't agree with it being a masterpiece. There's definitely some masterpieces mm-hmm. that um, deserve better uh, praise. Stunning game. I would agree that the music and the graphics are just beautiful. But I will also contest VGC's review, saying that it's um, a somewhat bland adventure, if mildly entertaining. Um, I don't think it's like <laughs> a bland adventure. I think like maybe after I've completed the story, I might agree with that. Um, they might be going bland off of like what I was saying. However, the story kind of leaves you hanging just, a like, bit. Just touches, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Touches the surface or anything. I don't know if I would. Be I that feel like harsh the game doesn't give you. An, the game doesn't give you enough about Kana, and that's yeah. part of the issue that you don't Maybe. know enough about Kana. Maybe they would give us more of that in their next game. Hopefully, and yeah, that, that that's where I would say the game is a hit too, and hopefully that means we'll get another Kana so we can learn. <laughs> Mm-hmm. more about who she is and we get those more gameplay mechanics where you can zoom in on the interactions with the rot mm. just give me more of the cute shit man i just i fucking love them oh, the and they're shit. adorable <laughs> and i want them as my friends so i just want zoomed in moments of them whenever i can i have to say that when they do zoom in when you collect the rot the close-ups of them chef's kiss love that so cute um yeah because then like sometimes they'll have like a little hat on when you find them and you're like oh my god so cute <laughs> Uh, All the little hats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let us know what you think. I mean, if you're listening to this and you Mm. think that it's an absolute masterpiece or that it's definitely a hit 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, let us know. Alternatively, if you don't think it was that good or if you also had some similar experiences to me or Dan regarding um, game glitches or falling through maps or anything like that, let us know because I feel like it's it's good to talk about these things. It's good to talk about Mm. good feedback. Um, I hadn't really heard about much of the, the issues or the flaws of the game until I actually started talking to people. I didn't see much of it online or the internet in print. So, mm. um, yeah. I'd say I for a $40 game, though, if you're on the fence, uh, it's definitely worth a shot. So 100%. I wouldn't, I wouldn't liked, shy away from it. Yeah, if you liked how it looked and you're into kind of like mm. Zelda-like Uncharted-style game through. Be warned, gameplay. it does get difficult, but ultimately it's a fun game. Yeah, use easy mode. <laughs> yeah, that's what easy <laughs> mode's for, right? Easy mode. Easy mode. Um... Also, if you want to find out more about what uh, Dan actually thought of the game and his experiences with flaws and um, basically just your entire playthrough, really, mm-hmm. there's a spoiler-free review over on RetroReplayShow.com. 
Yep. And we'll link that in the show notes for the show. If you want to read all of my thoughts and my full review, you can go there and read the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And nice. uh, there's also some game clips too, if you need to see some of it in action. Yes. Always helpful. Yeah. I think if somebody's going to mm-hmm. be on the fence. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So Dan, I think like you had said that yours are around eight, eight out of 10. Mine's around seven out of 10. I know that there mm-hmm. were a few uh, fan responses from our Twitter, Facebook, social media pages where we asked you guys what you thought on Kana, and we did have a few people uh, comment, mostly positive. So I would imagine that mm-hmm. they would probably be more on your side, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> on my side. Uh, I'll read the first one. Chris McGuire said, haven't finished it yet, but it's a beautiful game that wears its Zelda influences on its sleeves. Great first gaming effort by Ember Labs. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a fair review. Fair, yeah. fair comment. Uh, and then we have uh, David Bateson on the Facebook side said it's excellent, beautiful game with clunky combat. Clunky combat. That's an interesting Because I said something similar about in the early stages of the game. I felt like the combat was clunky, but it got better as you play the game. Oh, so I'm curious, David, if you've beaten the game or not, uh, let us know in the comments. Mm-hmm. And finally, Ian McPartland on Twitter um, said, I have, n- I have played it, but not yet completed it. Doing a collectible search at the moment. Love it. Very challenging boss fights mixed with some cutesy exploring <laughs> i had to like double take on cutesy <laughs> makes mm. it some cutesy exploring pretty challenging but achievable trophy list which is a bonus interesting still did not have got the hang of parrying we never mentioned parrying mm. in the in the whole time i spoke i can't get that timing i have no idea how to time that well yeah and i can say this too that there's a couple of the later tougher fights where parrying is like essential <laughs> to doing well in those fights yeah it's I, tough I just can never get the timing down on that. Maybe that's why I had to drop to easy. Mm, yeah, it definitely practice your pairing for some of the harder fights. Like try to get good at them on easier enemies because it becomes very, very much a core necessity when yeah. you do some of the harder fights. Yeah, it's it's. And I always hard. felt like the good pairing point, is like a frame or two off from when you press it to when it happens. Mm-hmm. Like it needs to be a little tighter. Yeah, I would agree. Yet another thing that can be improved <laughs> on the next time. <laughs> Thank you, Ember But still good. But still good. So good. So those are our final thoughts. And thank you guys so much for sharing that with us. If you are interested in sharing any thoughts on any upcoming games, feel free to follow us on our social medias. We'll pop that in the description links below. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up next time on the Repair Podcast, we're going to look into Age of Empires 4 that is coming out towards the end of this month. Uh, so we're looking forward to having a discussion on that by the time we have an episode out it will likely already be out we will have already mm-hmm. played it uh which is very exciting i am I'm, I'm happy for this this is coming for xbox game pass is that right dan yes nice mm-hmm. nice oddly enough like i didn't even know you were an age of empires fan until like we i was talking about um the monthly releases coming up for this month and i I think we somehow we mentioned Age of Empires and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I love Age of Empires. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. We got to talk about this then. Yeah. I used to play Age of Empires until like five in the morning. Um, yeah. I definitely love this game. And I mean, I'm very excited to see what Age of Empires 4 has for us because I, I believe mm-hmm. it's all pretty new. I've tried to kind of stay away from spoilery stuff. So like, you know, mm-hmm. when you have new editions of like cool techniques and stuff like that that are added I- i'm trying to stay away from it a little bit because i'm like i don't want that spoiled on me i want to see that firsthand yeah um, i'm the, kind of the same way with the more excited i am for something the more i avoid it <laughs> so right. I, it's all fresh when i actually experience it yeah. are you a history buff like do you like history i do like history yes okay because that's definitely one of the things i love about age of empires and mm-hmm. something that i i don't know for sure but what i think age of empires 4 is gonna have are these real life mm-hmm 
uh, like cutscenes of like historical facts, no, like ripped straight out of like a National Geographic thing that they filmed specifically for the game. Because if you go to their website, they have a video of this woman explaining how a trebuchet works, and it's fascinating. We're (laughs) now going to get the trebuchet and catapult memes in the chat for sure. Yes, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Trebuchet. But I'm very excited for uh, Mm -hmm. Age of Empires 4 coming out uh, as of now next week. Um, Mm -hmm. And it is going to be on Game Pass for PC. um, And it's October 28th is the full release for uh, Age of Empires 4. Nice. Yeah, I'm very excited for this. Um, I have been playing the original on Xbox Game Pass for PC, mm. and it's just so addicting. It's so hard as well. Like the first game, yeah, the is original, so, so hard, so hard. But I like that. I think like the challenge was kind of what made it fun for me. And I, I totally mm-hmm. remember like being in my friend's house a lot of the time because we didn't actually have um, Age of Empires. It was always at my friend's house, and we would go there every Friday night. Um, and we would always just like hop on the PC and play. We would take turns in doing the levels and whoever passed it, like would get to play the next level. And then as soon as you mm. like died or anything, then the next person would play. Um, yeah, I really like that. Um, I'm excited for it. I, I don't know what to tell you. I think it would be really interesting to compare the first to the fourth and mm. to see how far they've come. Maybe we might do an episode on that. Let us know if you would like to hear something like that. Um, yeah, and at. yeah, if you're excited for this too, just like let us know in the comments and see what you think. Because I think if there's something else that you would prefer that we discuss on the show, let us know and we will consider it greatly, heavily. We will consider it <laughs> heavily. Consider we will heavily consider it. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, thank you all for joining us for this discussion of Kena and our uh, kind of like hopes and expectations for Age of Empires. Uh, and as always, you can reach us at the replayer podcast at gmail.com or on our Twitter or Facebook page. Uh, you can leave comments or let us know if you want to come on the show and have a chat with us about something like a game that you're excited about or yeah. played recently. Awesome. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> game over. Game over. Game over.